Welcome to Chaotic Harmony. My name is John. This is Crystal. We talk about the joys and the challenges of teaching music in the elementary school classroom. We share struggles, we brainstorm solutions, and we would love to have you join us. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, we are so excited to be sitting around the table again, yes. talking to each other and to you. Um, Jonathan just came back from an adventure, and uh, I'm a little jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I chose not to go to AOSA conference this year because my children still haven't um, received their full vaccination round. So yeah. um, until that happened, I just wasn't comfortable mixing with everyone across the country. But man, I feel like I missed out for sure. <laughs> it was a good time. It was very different. I mean, I yeah. can't say it was different because the only conference i've been to was salt lake city back in 2019 you've been to two before i have this is only your second one second one yeah Yeah. so the theme was better together yes and how does how did it play out do you feel better now that you've been together uh as cheesy as it sounds yes i do it was i didn't realize so i'm i'm an introvert yeah. I'm very much introvert. When I landed, is like I, I felt just like, okay, I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do, what the right thing to do, et cetera, et cetera. But once I started hanging out with people and mm-hmm. getting together, it's like, ah, oh, this feels good. Yeah. It took about a day, to be honest. Like, again, I'm an introvert. So, like, even when I was with good friends uh, of mine, it took a while until I got into the groove of things. I think also another element is that I haven't hung out with people. Mm-hmm. Or, should I say, the people I've hung out with are the same people I've hung out with over the past two years, mm-hmm. which has felt like 20 years. So we've interact- grown a lot in those last two years. We have, <laughs> it, like, we've, yeah, our mm-hmm. lot of paradigms have, have been altered, but like, mm-hmm. and so when you start interacting with different people, it's like, oh, this is a different thing. Right. Yeah. It's like, I've forgotten how to people. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I'm a consummate extrovert. I'm kind of an ambivert. I can go both ways for sure. sure. But, um, the first time I walked into conference, I was, I didn't have any of you guys with me mm-hmm. and I, it was frightening. Yes. <laughs> it's like, I, okay, there's my levels teachers and that's yes. all I know. Hi guys. I'm going to be a barnacle on you now. Thankfully I latched onto you and your friend groups because you took, mm-hmm. you, I could, I could rely on you to experiment for the year over an egg. I was orf mom for a year for <laughs> yes, sure. You were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Fun fact, nothing really related to ORF, but um, I still had to teach the day. Before. Oh, yeah. you did? So I when had, you hopped on a plane? I hopped on. So I taught for half a day because uh-huh. I had to take care of this this one situation. Okay. And then I left school at 12 o'clock to hop on a plane at 2 o'clock. Oh, man. Landed at midnight. Uh-huh. And then I didn't get to the Eastern hotel. Because Eastern time. Cause it, exactly. Because uh-huh. Eastern time. So then I didn't get to the hotel until 1 o'clock. And, oh. Uh, that goodness. must have been weird. I was so... So you didn't run into any ORF people oh, no. until the next no, no, morning. No, that's not true, actually. I oh, ran yeah? into some people from Phoenix who actually okay. knew you because you did a oh, session fun. with them. Yes, they so, did. So yeah, we online. love Crystal. Um, yeah. uh, I love you too, guys. It was online? <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, we ran to them at the airport. We didn't Uber together because uh, I just... Just, just communication whatnot. But anyways. Right. Um, and yeah, I got to the hotel at one o'clock. I was exhausted. And then I set my alarm for 530. Oh my God. <laughs> because like, I had the mentality that I want to have breakfast uh-huh. and talk with people not knowing I would be dead exhausted. And most people don't want to talk at that hour either. Yeah, either. people anyways. need coffee before talking. I know. But still, have I taught so. you nothing? Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> So, anyways, uh, if you ever meet me early in the morning, I just give me coffee, and yeah. then I'll—I mean, I do love you, but my face won't tell you that until I'm caffeinated. Just so you know, yeah, so it's not anything anybody does. It was, yeah. And then I ran into Dave, and then yeah. I ran into also uh, 
um, Natasha as well, oh, then good. Lori and Sandra. So like from San Diego, it's just myself, Lori and Sasha. Is that Sasha? Sandra. Sandra. Sandra um, yeah. Who were there. And so uh, it was good to just see them as well. And then we had our first session. Yeah. Yeah. So my first session was with, with Doug, Doug, Doug Goodkin. Mm-hmm. Um, and his was very, it was very much like, oh, we are, it's eight o'clock in the morning and we are starting up. Oh, yeah. Because the topic was jazz. No. Um, joy jazz and justice oh i love that and the every man, time i hear doug speak i feel like i just went to church it was it, yes he mm-hmm. pulled he pulled no stops yeah. whatsoever and it was very powerful um his idea was that you can't have joy without justice mm-hmm. and joy is not fulfilled sorry justice is not filled without joy being there i love that and you can have joy and justice without jazz but why would you right <laughs> so yeah like, it was uh like, a lot of the topics that I that I saw were very much around this uh, around um, being culturally responsive, mm-hmm. being culturally aware. Um, social justice was also in, in in some of the workshops as well. Doug's especially, mm-hmm. whatnot, and so uh, there was good to just listen for the first session and really like digest, hey, this is, like, these are important things because Doug teaches K through eight. And so some of the things that he teaches are on the more higher level of the elementary, but you can still do it nonetheless. It's for still sure. doable for the grades five and six. He also sure. gets to see the kids more than, than we do. I'm yeah, jealous. I know. Greatly. <laughs> it's, it's fine. We're working towards We're it. working towards We're that, working exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm yeah. glad that you got to start with him. And then, um, so Doug's, I've heard great things about than the other one we were talking about before uh, we started recording. Yes. Yeah. I tell me. Do you want to go chronological order or just want to? Do, oh, do you, you know to... what? Let's just talk about this one because yes, okay. I want to hear you talk about it on on the podcast. So there were so one of the critiques I have about some a couple of the workshops I went to is like after these past two years, there's a lot. Of, I mean, we, we, there's a lot of people who want to talk about really important topics. Mm-hmm. Um, how to be, as I mentioned earlier, how to be more culturally responsive and how to integrate that into the classroom. But I feel like certain, some of the sessions I went to, they, they try to shove so much in an hour and 15 minutes. And I remember one of them. It's like, like, here's everything I've learned in yes. the last two years mm-hmm. and I have to say it all, right? And the thing is, like, they had good thoughts. Like, there was one session I went to with, specifically, I was with Victoria Bowler. Mm-hmm. Shout out to you. Um, you can cross out your bingo card for that one. Uh-huh. Um, and if it wasn't for her, it would have been a tough top, uh, situation because the, the instructor had us talk to the person next to us mm-hmm. for about two minutes. And there's like, they gave us so much information and now process it with the person next to you. And if it wasn't for someone that I knew already that she and I have a very similar wavelength, it would have been tough to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. My last two sessions I went to were with the Inuit sisters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, the first session was on using song and movement for discussing Japanese American internment, mm-hmm. and I and it was when I saw the title, I was like, "Oh, we're in for we're in for something." <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're and, going there. But I didn't, I did not, I did not realize how powerful and how moving it would is it was going to be. Um, and for the sake of making this podcast not four hours long, <laughs> I will just hit up the, the quick bits. Um, but I loved some of the things that uh, they had us do. Mm-hmm. Um, Wish. So was it? It was participatory then. Very. They weren't just telling you the story. That was the big thing. Okay. They took a f- vertical slice on a huge topic, focusing mm-hmm. on a very specific moment, which still is allows us to understand. Um, how, even though it was in the history, and you know, it's, it's it's historical, it's a moment in, pa- in the past. 
we can still take ideas from this and bring into the context of what happened in 2020 and 2021 mm-hmm. and um, how to be more culturally responsive in that, in, in lieu of that. Anyways, um, and we did it through movement. We did it through song. And we so um, the sisters mentioned four lines that their, that their grandparents who were in internment camps said um, to them when they were researching this. Like one of them was, we walked the same way. Another one was, it was like a vacation. Another one was, it was the saddest day. Hmm. And I forget the fourth one, unfortunately. But then we were to do movement to it. Just close your eyes. Do, oh, wow. do some sort of movement that best uh, reflects it. And I, I, I've actually stolen that. I've taken that idea. Like closing your eyes and focusing on yourself. Because I had so many kids mm-hmm. that like, oh, Jimmy stole my idea. I was like, yep. no, this is about you focusing on your own self. And mm-hmm. what can you extrapolate from it? And then later on, you can see, see oh, me and Jimmy had the same idea. That's cool. It's not like he stole it. It's like we're just both in the same vibe, for lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did movement on that, and then they we went through letters that were uh, in that were used in Jap- uh, that were recorded that were uh, his, um, recorded from the um, time of internment. We also sang a song. Um, oh goodness, I wish I remembered the song. <laughs> it's in. It's gonna be in the description below. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, we sang a song that was in Japanese. Um, it was about. It's a song that's sung a lot. If you hear it in a different anime and whatnot, about the sense of home, like the longing for home. Okay. And another piece we sang was um, something that Mika Inoue uh, wrote uh, about snow, and it was like I don't understand how this could be so beautiful. Mm-hmm. And at the very end. Like after just hearing and moving and singing about the injustice that happened to these people, um, we lined up mm-hmm. as if because what they were getting, what all people, uh, all the Japanese Americans were given after the internment, we were given twenty five dollars and a ticket to go wherever they wanted. And so we lined up as if we were just the people at the train station. We were supposed to. I mean, singing the partner song. We sang the two songs together. Mm. And how those songs aligned was utterly powerful. And you pa- we walked in two lines and we passed by each other. And the part that hit me hard was when I sang my line, the line in Japanese, about longing for home. And meanwhile, the other group sang, I don't understand. Oh, wow. And I, I lost it. Um, mm-hmm. It still haunts me. This still haunts me. Yeah. Um, about and we can again as i mentioned earlier we can take this injustice and think about other injustices that happen to us personally or to us aggregately and this is not an easy topic to talk to with our kids about but you can at least have people relate it through song mm-hmm. relate it through movement um yeah so it seems like what i'm hearing you say is there were so many really well-intentioned workshops that wanted to cram all of these incredibly dense ideas into a short amount of time and what the anyway sisters were able to do is lead you gently through the story in such a way that you could absorb yes and they kept it really simple with those four sentences but then they took them deep yes yeah and i think about this very tough topic and it gives me hope something that i've thought for so long or if oftentimes just dies in elementary school Mm -hmm. this could be done in middle oh school, high school, this yeah. or does not have to just exist in elementary. It can be done in all grades and all levels. It doesn't have to be just 
yeah, it does not be just for the youths. Mm-hmm. Um, but another thing that I really appreciated was they took these heavy topics, and sometimes when people get really passionate about topics, it can get kind of like angry and like mm-hmm. a lot, like a lot of the anger storm to the point where like those who are not um, BBIA, those who are not of the marginalized groups, they feel oppressed and they feel like, oh, I can't absorb this because they're yelling at me. Mm-hmm. The Inuit sisters did it with such grace mm-hmm. and such like recognize that this happened this happened to these um to this population of people and it's in and their family and their family yes yeah. very much so mm-hmm. the second session was also you should uh, that it was super important that people went to it because it was how do you take um a story when it's not your shared narrative mm. when it's not your story because even though it was their grandparents story it was mm-hmm. not their story so how mm-hmm. could they so they did a lot of research they talked to me afterwards they did they did like months of research on it and like how how to make this work for a, a session um and it was really good it was like very one of the things that they said well they even even in this portion they still sang songs they still did movement just because we are participatory we were still even though we're not kids Mm -hmm. we are still learners and Mm -hmm. so they had us move and sing to the notion of i understand i I understand a little one of the songs i I understand a little more i understand and i truly understand that i'll never understand Mm. and that notion of we can like those who, if it's not your shared narrative, you can understand a, a, a pain, but it's you never truly want to understand. You get a little closer, but having the humility that you will never understand it is super important mm-hmm. when you were trying to dissect a, like something that's not yours. Yeah. Yeah. That's such an important topic. I think sometimes um, as music teachers, I'm totally guilty of it. You um, hear a song or a story and then you're like, oh, that's so fun or that's so great. And yeah. I want to I want to do that with the kids in my music class. And isn't it great that this is from another country? But if you don't present it in the right way, you're taking it out of its context right. and you're stripping it of its power and you're reducing it to to something completely contrived yes. instead of giving it the full cultural depth that it deserves to have if it's presented authentically and i think as you know well-intentioned as as we are as music teachers we've got to we've got to put in the time and Mm -hmm. that i think is one of the biggest issues we we have so little time yes to plan and that's why we need our community that's why Mm -hmm. we need each other and that's why we have to keep talking about it I just had a thought pop into my head, too. So I'm going to backtrack about what you were saying about um, everybody trying to cram all this information. And isn't that so much like how we were after level one and two, right? Like we took all these amazing things back to our classrooms and every single every (laughs) single day it was like, okay, now we're going to do this and then we're going to try this and we're going to try this. And the kids are like, slow down. Like (laughs) I'm still trying to find I know I'm I'm on my seventh year teaching, Mm -hmm. but like I'm still realizing, okay. It's time to whittle down. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that's... And re- go deep. Go deep, exactly. Right. My principal called me out on it, actually. Yeah, oh, yeah? He said, I, I, John, you spin so many plates, and that's great. It's time for me. And next year, I want you to not do a new extension. I want you to dig deeper into a certain no- idea. It's like, but unfortunately, yeah. Anyways. Um, I like that. The pandemic hit the year, next year, so. <laughs> but, well. 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 <laughs> but, and then I learned something new. Virtual ensemble. Anyways. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> never again, please. <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, uh, Mm -hmm. I, I'm still trying to whittle down. What do I want as to be as a teacher? What Mm -hmm. I, and I want to give my students everything, but that's just not going to happen. No, it's not. And I I want it to also, I want it to be the kids learning, Mm -hmm. 
But in the end, I am the teacher and I'm the one that's facilitating this learning. What do I want as, it's kind of awkward to say, but what do I want as my identity upon these kids? Ooh. It's really. That's not awkward. That's important. It's important. It feels icky because once again, you as the teacher want the kids to learn as much as possible, but you are the teacher. You are a mentor. Yes. And we have this tremendous privilege of spending time dealing with this intangible thing that we do as music teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, we deal in emotion and in spirituality and in and the things that make humans human, uh, the most important parts of our humanity. And when it's done right, their little hearts are so open and they're so ready to receive. So, I mean, if you if you were to ask me, Thank you for asking me. Um, <laughs> Crystal, what, <am> I, <laughs> what is yours? <laughs> Why, thank you, Jonathan. Um, I think all the time about if they, if, if they come out of my class knowing how to listen deeply, they've done my job, mm. listen deeply to themselves and to what the most important things inside of themselves are, listen deeply to others and openly and compassionately, um, and then maybe even work together to make something new. That's that's it. Mm-hmm. That's that's the heart and soul of it. The other stuff to me is kind of gravy. <laughs> you know, I I know that most of my kids are not going to go on to be professional musicians, yep. but I hope that they understand on a deep level, you know, and that and they won't attach me to that memory, and yes. that's fine. They're growing mm-hmm. out of it, but if I can just help plant that little seed that music is a tool that you can always use to help you dig through all the junk and and get down to the base of what you what you really find important and what what matters most, then uh, then I've done my job. And I think when we're talking mission statements, sure. Like I mean, my I whole know- life is a mission statement. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I, when we talk about that, like, I feel like that's fine. It doesn't get icky there. I think the part that is formally icky is when we start, when, when I have to then decide, well, I, because when you make a mission statement, you're saying what you want. Mm-hmm. But then when you have to decide what you have to cut off, that's where it gets icky. Because you, uh, want, for me, I want my kids to learn everything. And that's just not going to happen, obviously. No. But okay, you start, like, it's like, if I... We've talked about this a lot. Mm-hmm. You've heard it through all the spiccatas I do. <laughs> I resonate a lot with movement. Mm-hmm. But if I focus on movement, do I then neglect my kids from learning a different style, even if it, or even if they resonate more with that different style? And like, and so that's where it gets hard. That's where, that's where the the tension goes or resides in. I can understand that. I think I'm getting a lot better at at uh, really helping lead them through notation and mm-hmm. writing down their ideas. Um, yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, I I am such a better musician now than I was when I was in college, and it's because of of my levels training, and it's because of opportunities I've had to embrace being a musician without the added layer of having to prove myself as worthy to be a part of a particular musical group. Mm. But just really embracing that I make music because that's who I am, and that's what I do. That's how I express myself. And so I'm looking for my kids. Like I want to give them tools to express themselves, and I want the I want them to understand all these different trails that they can follow. It's like you can you can become a great instrumentalist. You can do vocal training you can be a composer um and you can you can call yourself a songwriter and you don't have to know how to write the notes down if you make up a song and you sing it that's valid Mm -hmm. and i love that i have sixth graders that shamelessly call themselves songwriters and they play me a voice memo on their phone with a song they wrote it's wonderful and i didn't have the courage to do that until Mm -hmm. maybe two years ago 
because I have all of my, you know, things wrapped up with, yeah. you know, but I'm not worthy. You know, I, okay, you saying that makes me is makes me fascinated, makes me revise what I was saying earlier, well, the ickiness what I was saying earlier, mm-hmm. because we went to the same institution. Did yeah, and which was you know lovely in so many ways mm-hmm. and full of beautiful people. But what you're saying though is you didn't feel adequate enough. For, yeah, well, I don't know you're what how you'd word it, but Enneagram three. <laughs> Enneagram six goes to three. Uh, in uh, what's it called stress. Um, yes. So I get you there. But also, Please it's funny me. because I love the theory portion. I mm-hmm. I don't consider myself a strong performer. Hmm. Like, and I consider you a much better performer than I am. And yet, also, I know that. And you, I felt like a failure because I was not good at theory. And we had similar uh, similar teachers. Mm-hmm. And if I think myself. There are always going to be different caveats where the students will always feel inadequate in certain areas and will always yeah. feel strong in Oh, it's areas. not the professor's and so, fault. And that's the thing. So looking back as the professor, quote unquote, as the teacher to the kids, mm-hmm. I should just just chill with like my fears about not giving them enough because it's going to happen. But yeah. also you can... St- okay. Anyways, I'm processing this all in real time right now. Yeah. So. I, yeah. I mean, chill on it. Reframe it. Mm-hmm. I, I would like to see you reframe it because yeah. I I love you and I think you're a quality human. And that is the most important thing. You know, just keep developing yourself as a compassionate educator who mm-hmm. really understands, you know, deeply um, what we do and cares about the community, which I mean, that's what you do. You care about people yes. and you care about community and a, and a sense of of we're all in this together and we're going to process big things together mm-hmm. and the rest will come yeah speaking of understanding that i don't understand that i'll never understand mm-hmm. um i think this session there's so many things i just love from the session and i i i could not go to the next thing i decided to step out for for the next thing just yeah, I need, I need process, process yeah i had to process it deeply yeah. And so um, I think that we should have a sensory room at future AOSA conferences just to throw that out there. It's also I want a waterfall and beanbag <laughs> chairs, please. It's frustrating because like you're in conference, you're only there for four days or yeah. less for some people. Like and like you want to see the people, interact with people, but like I needed to step out. And mm-hmm. so um, but one of the things that I love is that the, what the New A sisters provided me is that this is why I do what I do. Yeah. Because I'm here to teach people about the whole things, the all things, the everythings. Mm-hmm. And especially as being a Japanese American uh, as well, like, of course it hit me. Something I, t- I talked to the, the, the ladies about um, was that I've read about Japanese American internment. Mm-hmm. I have family friends that were in Japanese American uh, ja- internment camps. Mm-hmm. Um, but to move, to sing, to dance to it, brought it to a whole different level. And we mm-hmm. can do the same thing mm-hmm. to our kids um, for whatever topic you want. But I don't think we should shy away. We should, as much as we provide the beauty to the kids, we should not shy away from the, from the hard ones as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it's cheesy, the whole mountains and valleys, like, but it's true. Like, If you just provide the beauty, you then neglect the lower ends, which then make the beauty even more amplified. Mm-hmm. So Right, yeah. We don't want to flatten the experience yes. because we're afraid of it. And mm-hmm. and kids need the opportunity to practice those darker parts of life in a safe environment. Yes, very much so. And like I mentioned this several times, but I'm still working on it, but I want to create courageous spaces. Mm, and courageous spaces, I like that. Places where the kids 
recognize it's not going to be easy because life isn't like it's just not like I, I I'm I'm still processing that how the difficulties of life as a 30 year old but mm-hmm. like it's not and if they recognize that at a younger age but not be afraid of it and just mm-hmm. acknowledge it but also acknowledge the beautiful portions as well how much more full can we make life mm-hmm. and that's like so on that same vein so unless you had other questions about that no I'm gonna pivot to another one um, I went to another Russell uh Russell Nadal, Nadal, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, oh, his stuff is so good. His stuff is so <laughs> good. And again, I uh, the thing he starts out with was instead of us asking what should I teach my students, what if we asked what can we create together? Mm-hmm. And I love what he did. He gave each of us a piece of chocolate mm-hmm. or a Starburst if you're not a chocolate person. I knew I liked you, Russell. I'm a chocolate person. Um, <laughs> also, apparently, um, the chocolates he gave were. Uh, Drew Bullington. Oh, yeah, those, <laughs> okay, those yes. ones. Yes, the good ones. Yes, um, he came armed with several pounds of that stuff so when he came good. to visit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, and then he, after eating it, he said, okay, write down some. Th- um, what are your like, thoughts? What are your emotions? What are things that you pro- um, that you felt when you ate it? Mm-hmm. And then we then he split us up into how we process ideas: writing uh, through so- singing, through movement. Where did I go? I guess. Guess who? <laughs> <laughs> you were there to play, so yes. you went to your fun one. But anyways, like it was like I can go, I'm not gonna go through the whole in depth lesson, but it was just it was great because oftentimes we think oh we we need to teach them this 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 and this, but mm-hmm. like what if we just took a simple idea mm-hmm. that we all experience together and then create something from it? So we ha- we had to go into oh, sorry no I I need to go into what the lesson was because okay. it was needed sure um, so uh, we then got into groups. Based off of how we, you know, create ideas, I was in the movement group, and we wrote down the words, and we then saw which words was similar or exactly the same as the other people in our group, mm-hmm. and then we were to create a piece on the spot, uh huh, with no preparation whatsoever. It was all just improvised. Nice, essentially. I like it. And like, what if we dared us? What if we dared our kids to do the same thing? Yep. But we need to we need to create the structures to make that work. Right. But yeah. what if we dared to do the same thing? Mm-hmm. It, was just, it was just great. It was just great. Um, there's so many things I loved about um, conference, but like, it was. I think that was probably the thing I got the most. What if we dared to do more? Mm-hmm. Or dared to do? What if we dared to be courageous? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Courageous spaces. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be chewing on that one for a couple of days. I like it. Mm-hmm. It sounds like it was magical. I'm was, so glad you got to go. Yeah. It was again. It was just phenomenal, also to reconnect with people mm-hmm. and also meet people that I only met on Zoom before. So <laughs> and also to do bingo. You're like you have legs. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh-huh. it was good. Good. Yeah. Good. Well, I believe it is time to take a hard left turn. You can't say that. I say it. Well, you've been talking more than me, so that's true. Veer away, friend. Okay. Well, <laughs> it has been. It's season three, episode 51. And if you're listening to it with us since episode zero, I applaud you. God I bless you, you. Actually, no, send us a message. I'm curious. Who we is there? Know who you are. Who are you? Who we- have heard us talk for more than two days. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to, because sh- I would love to give a shout out. Just saying. Because yep. like, if you've been with us since the beginning, thank you very much. It's deeply appreciated. You've seen the shifts that have happened in this group. You've mm-hmm. seen the shifts in our speaking ability <laughs> i know it was a hot mess at the very beginning a lot of ums i still say ums but okay. you know what really helps um is this community is amazing but what helps it grow is if you do the likes and subscribes i know it's icky but it's needed because it's not icky 
It feels icky. Send us some love. Send us some love. Do it. Please. I demand it. I request it. <laughs> I, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you can go on to any of your podcast listening apps, uh, give us five stars. It would be great. Um, do it on Spotify. Just try it. They don't. They don't. Just, just try it, though. Just try it. It's fine. Yeah. yeah. Also, if you leave us a review, that'd be super grand because mm-hmm. um, we've been citing a Coach Dad SP, uh, SP for <laughs> apparently twice. Somebody else leave us a review. <laughs> Someone please. else leave us a review so we can give you a shout out. It'd be great. Or Coach Dad, if you leave us another one, we'll read it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just call yourself Coach Dad SP too or <laughs> something. Or if someone else wants to take over the moniker of Coach Dad SP, by all means, we will do it. Dare you. <laughs> and also, if uh, I know only Sandra listens to us on YouTube, but <laughs> if, you, uh, if you may, again, this helps keep these lights on. It helps also grow this community. So do hit that subscribe button and also hit the bell to get some notifications. And if you aren't, stop that car. Stop the car. Pull it over. I know you're listening to on podcast. Pull it over. Go on YouTube. Like and subscribe. All right, you guys. We're coming back with a spiccato after the break. I want to take a quick break and thank my husband, Brian, who's been working behind the scenes producing these episodes every week on all of the platforms and on time. But you need to know that he is first a financial planner for Mission Trails Financial. Mission Trails Financial is a partner that seeks to guide clients in the journey to financial success. They believe that people need a financial advisor that aims to provide strategies for success. Mission Trails Financial helps people navigate investments, tax planning, and insurance. Imagine working with an advisor who isn't tied to specific brands. Mission Trails Financial has a fiduciary responsibility to act in the best interests of their clients by providing independent, objective advice. Their mission is to help clients accomplish their financial goals. As Joe Vitale once said, a goal should scare you a little and excite you a lot. Do yourself a favor and set up a time to chat with Mission Trails Financial. Visit www.missiontrailsfinancial.com or call 619-419-0238 to schedule a call. You'll be glad you did. We believe that leaning on professionals is how we get ahead. Check out the program notes for more information. Jonathan, I see that you are holding something. I am holding something. So what I have, have an electric, electric candle that I... Um, we have a lot of electric candles in our house. Also, analog. Is this one candles. that smells like vanilla? Nope. Nope. Ours just, smell like vanilla. Gotcha. We got mm. a lot of these. We also have a remote as well to turn things on. Yeah, off we have distance. those too. It's pretty dope. It is. Um, but Crystal, what would yes. you do with if you had an electric candle or candles? We hmm. do candles. What would you do in your classroom? I can think of a couple of things. I would love to have a few. Um, So I have two classrooms. One of them is the orchestra room, and there are no windows in that room. Mm. And so I like to do things with light in there. And uh, at Halloween, we did black lights. It was so fun. Cool. It was so fun. Um, And so I'm thinking I would probably set up candles, and we would do a rhythm lesson. I would have them out laid out in ta and titi patterns um and uh and we would just kind of play that way and i have a light up drumstick um so when you hit the ground with it 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 lights up that's you have a lot of light stuff I like do. i remember you showed like, i like to play last season with like the finger ones yeah that the was finger lights cool. that was fun yeah yeah so i think i would i would do that i would have a conductor hold the drumstick so that they would keep mm. a steady beat and then we would read the candle rhythms together that's what popped into my head interesting how about you i don't know i brought this but i shouldn't have it. uh let's <laughs> you don't see here know. <laughs> it happens okay you're dude. fired that's um, two <laughs> cool then you're on your own we mentioned this last episode you are a kirk um 
I, there's a lot of stuff and I'm trying to push away from my comfort zone because, you know, me mm-hmm. and movement are kind of like, you know, you could do some cool movement stuff. You could. I feel like you could also. I, that's why I like light. It's very visual. Mm-hmm. Things to do with the candle. Could pass it. Yeah. Do a passing game with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you can also, you could start with the whole just, as you mentioned, the mood center. Mm-hmm. Use them for concerts, whatnot. You know, I, I mentioned earlier about the whole, the glow and dark orbs that we've yeah. done for like, the, creating the mood when we sing Saturn. Sure. I think it would be fun to do something like, uh, I've, I've, mm. uh, the idea of passing the piece. I'm think, Okay, actually... So mm-hmm. passing piece is cool. I have another idea of a passing. Okay. More so, so uh, the person with the candle is the leader, essentially. Mm-hmm. And so they're, everyone's mirroring that leader while the lights Ooh. are off. And then they, when it's time, they pass it to the next person. Ooh. Now, they don't have to use their hands per se, uh-huh. but the candle is the signifier of who is the leader. Oh, that's rad. There we go. I like it. If you have an idea what to do with electric candle, let us know. Let us know. You, you Leave a comment. Us at uh, Chaotic Harmony classroom at gmail.com mm-hmm. or leave a comment oh yeah hit us up on mm-hmm. facebook i believe you also have a song of I the week do. round of the week so we were we were with uh teaching with the Orf. we were um it felt like four years ago but i know it wasn't it was like <laughs> it was what, last March? spring was yeah uh-huh <laughs> um and so uh we were doing a topics of using books mm-hmm. in the focus on sel mm-hmm and the book I chose was Your Name is a Song, an amazing book. Do check it out. It's um, wonderful. I was going to say it was written by Zaretta Heaven, but it's not. It's, no, it's definitely it's, not. It's uh, Jamila Tompkins Bigelow. Mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful book, beautifully illustrated, but um, something I do with my students is that there's a song they sing along with it as they read it, but also then they do name movement activities as well. But I want to focus on since it's not round of the week right now. It's going to be song of the week. Yeah. Um, this song was featured in that session that we have which you can probably check you can check it up right mm-hmm. yeah i believe the recording is available if you go to teachingwithorf.com and click on online workshops and scroll down through the past workshops i believe you can still uh order that and if you can't then you can email them at hello at teachingwithorf.com mm-hmm. and so this song is has a lot of jumps but i felt it felt, i felt like it felt well with the theme of the, so the book so can you give me an e i made a mm, Actually, you know what? Forget Close it. enough. Close enough. If you're a pitch, uh, pitch perfect, pitch perfect, you can at me. You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Your name is fire, gifted by the dreamers. Your name is precious. Your name is a song. Your name is fire, gifted by the dreamers. Your name is precious. Your name is a song. Your name is fire. Your name is fire. Your name is fire. Mm-hmm. Hmm? Should we do Solfege? Your name, name is fire, fire gifted by the dreamers. Your name is precious. Your name is a song. Your name is fire, gifted by the dreamers. Your name is precious. Your name is a song. I dig it. Yeah. I hear drums. Yes, there are drums. There's also a xylophone part later on it's as rad. well for the upper graders. It feels like a call, like a yes, like a power song. Mm-hmm. I like it. There's also some body percussion at lesson as well, mm-hmm. um, which is more syncopated. So definitely the upper graders for but sure. 
Man, they struggle with the syncopation this mm. year. Mm. Well, oh. We're really learning a lot. We're really we learning are. A lot. We are. My fifth graders sing like angels, though. That's cool. They do. They sound amazing. So this, I decided actually, so I, I taught this lesson online before I taught it with uh, teaching with Orf. Mm-hmm. And I, I had to cut certain things because it just didn't work as well online as much as I thought it would. Right. But then I re-brought it, re-brought it back. I brought it back. There we go. Uh-huh. I brought it back on, uh, in analog classroom this year. Mm. I was curious, how is it going to work with first grade? Okay. You know, it worked online, but no one knows really what works and what doesn't They online. had mute buttons. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. It pulled off. Like right it, with, even with those jumps, those don't, those jumps are not exactly pedagogically the best, but it worked. I, I felt like it hey, hits the emotion better. It. it hits the emotion better, and like yeah. when I, I decided to like try it out. The first graders got it. That's like, awesome. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Yes. Be well. But before you re- you be well, Crystal, where can they find you? Right. <laughs> I forgot we do that. You can yes. find me a lot of places. Uh, I am nurturing my teacher Instagram a lot more these days. So that mm-hmm. one is Mrs.Pridmore, P-R-I-D-M-O-R-E. And that's Instagram. You gave me flack for spelling out my name. Yeah, I know. But people keep trying to pride more me. There's no E in the middle. Okay. That's what happens. That's why. And you can find me Pridmore. also um, on all the socials for the most part. Um, on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok also. I did, I started doing a couple of teacher stuff. And yeah, uh, at Mr. Seligman, M-R-S-E-L-I-G-M-A-N. And if you want to capitalize the S, that's how I do it, but you don't need to find me that way. Also, you can find us, our podcast, Chaotic Harmony, at CH Classroom on most of the socials. Twitter, YouTube. No, not YouTube. Twitter, Instagram, YouTube's the weird one. YouTube is the weird one. Do you remember? Yeah, that one's Chaotic Harmony. Chaotic Harmony. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can also email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail.com. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Have a wonderful week. See you guys here again soon. The Chaotic Harmony Podcast is a joint project between Crystal Pridmore and Jonathan Seligman. You can find us online at chaoticharmonyclassroom.com. You can email us at chaoticharmonyclassroom at gmail and let us know what you think. Give us feedback about what you would like to hear in future episodes. We're on all the socials. Find us on facebook.com slash chaoticharmonyclassroom. You can find us on Twitter at chclassroom, Instagram at chaoticharmonyclassroom, and you can even find our episodes on YouTube. Chaotic Harmony is the name of our channel. Special thanks to Brian Pridmore for his help with production and equipment. www.pridmoria.com why i always forget that i don't need to wear earrings when i'm wearing these giant headphones here okay i like that one all right we'll do one more just for just for funsies yes welcome to no (laughs) you're fired (laughs) and And that's one (laughs) and then there is one